Hi, welcome back to Beer with Jesus with Denise and Rob. Tonight I am drinking from Bell's Brewery Oberon Ale. It's the mango habanero. It's it's okay. I think the habanero kind of overpowers. I've had the habanero mango beers before from other breweries and they had a better balance, but it's okay. Oh, and I've chose a beer from one of my favorite breweries um, from Fathead Brewery and this one was actually brewed up in Middleburg Heights, Ohio which if you're ever in that area coming back from a Cleveland Browns game it's a great place to go after the game grab a bite to eat they got really good food and uh, the beer's always good um, I'm drinking they say the Chief of the Leaf it's Hop Honcho. Um, it's an Imperial IPA and it, it comes packing some heat with this one. It's a nine percenter. So it, it's pretty strong. But it is absolutely fantastic. It's last week's beer was just slightly better than this one, I would think. Well, it yeah, that one was one of the top. IPAs in the country. This one is fairly new and it's just I'm, I'm amazed. It's just great. I love the flavor of the hops in this one. So we're going to keep the theme of sheep. Last week we did the Good Shepherd so this week we're going to talk about the 99 and uh, I, I thought this was a pretty interesting topic when Denise uh, brought it up. We mentioned it a little bit last week, and we didn't go into much detail, but we thought we'd dive into it and uh, see what we could come up with. So we're going to start out in Matthew 18, 12 through 14. What do you think? If a man owns a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, will he not leave the 99 on the hills? and go to look for the one that wandered wandered off and he and if he finds it truly I tell you he's happier about that one sheep than about the 99 that did not wander off in the same way your father in heaven is not willing that any of these little ones should perish so when I read that the first question I asked myself is why wasn't the shepherd concerned about the other 99 sheep yeah. you know so I'd, I'd actually said, I'm going to Google this. And I found a website called, I don't know if, if I'm pronouncing it right, Living with Gotlands or Goatlands. I don't know. It's spelled G-O-T-L-A-N-D-S dot com. And I, I was wanting to know about sheep behavior. And so they have a flocking instinct. Sheep feel safer together, and separating one sheep from the rest frightens and disturbs them. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. So if one's missing, they all kind of go crazy. Well, yeah. They have strong family bonds, and sheep follow a leader and are hesitant to follow someone they don't know. Um, they follow the one they know and trust. I mean... So this is kind of like, 
when I was reading about that on that website, I'm like, okay, here we go. This is like falling in line and why God used sheep and shepherd stuff all throughout the Bible. So basically, he left the 99 because without that one, they were not whole. And there was two more things. They said uh, they run when frightened. Yeah. And they rely heavily on their vision because they are a prey animal. And so. we do that too. We rely too much on what we see. I mean, it, no, I'm not talking with just physical eyes, but, you know, it... it I'll believe it when I see it. How many times we hear that statement growing up. You know, I think, uh, so when the one sheep wanders off, it, it disturbed the whole flock and the shepherd, you know, and that they weren't going to run off unless they were led or something came after them, is what I... I did, I did find something where they, they have to have so much space... Like, they prefer to have, like, I guess because of the way their eyesight is, they can't see clearly. I actually read some, somewhere that they don't, they can't walk straight in a straight line. They never paid attention, never really seen a sheep walk, so I don't know. I should have asked my niece who's showing sheep this year. <laughs> this would have been a good topic for Ethan, but he's at Hocking Hills in school. Oh, we he, could get Lily in here. He was a 4-H. She knows that kind of stuff. I know for me, I I think I think we all have had, have done this. I think we've all wandered off from the flock at some point. But for me, Jesus always comes and rescues. He's rescued me. He rescues us and brings us back. And, and he doesn't want us to to live without him, be alone, and and perish and fall victim to the devil. I think, uh, become the prey. Be, you become the prey. You know, he want to, wants to keep the flock together. He wants everyone in his flock. And that, you know, they, I, if you look at the sheep, their eyes are on the side of their head. I mean, they're not looking for it. They're looking to the side, you know. They're, they can't That's see. That's probably them. why they can't walk straight. That's probably it. And you know, and I got when I was doing the research for us, I came across Second Peter three nine, and it says the Lord is not slow in keeping His promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. So it kind of falls in line with being that shepherd. He doesn't want that one to perish. He wants everyone to choose repentance. Yeah, I think. No, I'm kind of riding along with you. I've had a really rough week. Bad things at work. And yesterday got knocked down with a migraine. And still kind of slow coming back on that one. Cause my, I'm trying not to let my vision bother me right now. So, Well, there is also, you know, Jesus in Luke 15, 1 through 7, he, he talks about the 99 again. 
And I, I think this was, I thought it was kind of cool because it was a little different perspective on it from the first one in Matthew. And it kind of, to me, kind of fell in line with Second Peter 3, 9. Uh, now the tax collectors, now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. I mean, that's the best place to go. If you want people to save, just go eat with the sinners. That's just... Then Jesus told him this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. I tell you in that in the same way there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety nine righteous persons who do not repent. Okay, where well, I'm confused on that, how can you be righteous if you do not repent? Well, you figure that's kinda like the uh the ones that think they're okay, but they're You know not. where it says you do good things and you think you're safe? Yeah, so, works. Okay. You know, I do good stuff, but you never repented. You never, and God never knew you. You just, oh, I think I can. Buy my way in. Buy my way in, do good deeds and get in, but never accept him and have faith in Christ and repented your sin and said, hey. Save me. When we become born again, heaven rejoices. You may have been lost, but now you're found. As you know, you always heard that. I think it was a wasn't it a in Sunday schools they used to have a worship song that being lost and found. The only song I can think of is Amazing Grace. Oh. But just like the prodigal son, Jesus rejoices when you are back with him. When you belong or accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, God, and, I mean, that's the ultimate goal is just to have him as our shepherd. You know? God loves us so much that he sent Jesus to die for us. And so we can be forgiven and it saves us. When even when we stumble and get lost, he pours out his grace on us. I mean well, you've heard our testimony. The grace has been poured out on us and it's it's been a blessing. Yeah, I, I this whole week he's He's been heavy on me and given me so much revelation. We ended up missing the praise and worship night at church. Well, I worked late, too. And um, I still spent time with God around the same time. And it's so weird because I shared what God shared with me to the people that went. And they got the same message, the same exact message that I did. And I wasn't even there. And yesterday on my way to work, God continued to pour out revelation to me. And I kept, I, I blasted it all over Facebook. 
and get to work. I was feeling great. Everything was great. And all of a sudden, the vision goes. I can't see. So, obviously, you can't deliver mail. Devil was attacking you <clears throat> for that. Yeah, he was definitely angry that I spoke out. And I'm, I see the light at the end of the tunnel and all the struggles that I'm going through. I see why. And the end is coming very soon to where I will be living in the victory, so. Well, it's funny is when you tell, after you sent me that really long text message <laughs> about it, that morning when I was praying, the word freedom just popped. I mean, it just yeah overwhelming. It said freedom. And then this morning... While I was in my prayer time, before we went into, you know, get ready to go to church and, and do our worship time, the word peace came over me. And that's what I got when I came to church today. And she didn't, I didn't tell her that. Yeah. Till later, afterwards. I've been trying for three years to get out of the post office and I think... I think very soon I will be leaving, and I I see that job as nothing but bondage, locking me up, and my freedom soon to come. Within the next month, it'll I'll be free from that bondage, and the devil does not like it. I'm breaking that hold. He can't he can't use work against me anymore. No. I think for me, I've just been I, I for the last year I've been and it's gotten a lot better the last about four months of, I was about anxiety attacks real bad and I haven't had one in quite a long time look and, out tomorrow <laughs> I just tell the devil shut up now but it's been I'm slowly gaining more and more peace in my head you know and, you know, I've talked about my struggles here on the podcast. And really, the last couple months has been very peaceful. And when I got baptized, I felt victory. And now it's like I got that freedom and now peace. And it's like, okay, where are you leading me now? Like, like Jesus, our shepherd, where's he leading us? To protect us where do we belong in the flock what's what's our role in the flock I mean he, he has a use for us and he's gonna protect us from from the predators yeah I, I kind of felt like I was that sheep that was kind of lost yesterday because sickness I try not to let it overcome me and it, I, I got nervous. So I couldn't see. I, I couldn't even drive home from work. I had to have someone pick me up. I mean, taking your vision away is scary. And I think this week, too, I try to listen to this um, other preacher. I like to listen to Bible studies and stuff and sermons on the route. My, my mail route. I enjoy being a mailman. Um, and I came across one... I, I don't really want to mention his name, but I've never had one 
stir up my Holy Spirit and say, you shouldn't be listening to this guy. There were some things about him where it was like he said, Jesus said this. And I'm thinking, when did, where? I mean, I've, this past year, I've read the gospel several times, you know. And I'm thinking, where does he say this? And you just twisted this whole parable for some to meet your needs so you can force people to tithe to your ministry. And I'm just like, okay. And it right then I was like, uh no. No. Done. I'm I was done after that. And I was like, that's another way he shepherds us. He stirs up our Holy Spirit, you know. But you can't have that if you don't live a life reading. I mean, if if you didn't know because you've read it several times, you could have easily fell victim to that prey. You know, and we've talked about prosperity pe- preachers, and we've you know we've seen Jesse Duplantis, and and we've listened to Creflo Dollar and. My spirit didn't stir up like that, especially after seeing Jesse in the in person. You know, he's do- totally different than what they portray on TV and you know his videos. Um, but this particular guy, I'm glad I was. I was going to go see him in June. He was going to be in Columbus. So he was with a group of preachers. Kind of glad I didn't go see him because it just it really bothered. Oh, he was there with. He was in that group. At that camp meeting thing. Because there's one of the preachers that was there that I do listen to. Yeah, this guy was one of the the preachers. And I was like, it just really bothered me how he started twisting scriptures and then adding things and saying Jesus said this. And I said, I don't remember Jesus ever saying that. So, A lot of it, too, I mean, it could have been his, his interpretation of it and... Because I mean, that's all we're doing on this podcast. We're reading things and giving our interpretation. We may or may not be right on target on that. Well, let's. Uh, I'll just. I'll spit it. He was talking about <laughs> us. You know, when you spread the seeds, and you know, one just falls on good ground. That one falls in in the thorns. You know, we've read. We've all read that one, and he was using it where it, he said, if your seed is. When you're, he said the seed was your tithe or offerings. If you were, you're, if you just gave an offering and not a tithe, he said the devil would come and devour that because, and you won't get blessed because of your offering. And I'm like, and I thought to him, I said, God likes a cheerful giver. And I, I don't ever, I've never heard of, well, I, I still think that was Malachi 3.10 twisted. Well, he, he it does was say, talk- bring thy tithes into the storehouse so that there be food in my house. And he would, he would um, protect the devourer from reaching your finances. But when he said that just because you, you what you gave, he said it's not good enough, I thought that was, to me, just, ooh, it's like... There's folks that all they have is a dollar. I'm not saying. You give what you can and you give with your time. It's not, tithing is not just money. Because, I mean, if you walked up to a homeless person and they had 10 shirts that they had 
on them in a cart or however they store their things and you needed a shirt they would give you a shirt they couldn't give you money they didn't have it no that's what I'll, that's kind of what i was saying is that guy was it was all about money 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 and you wouldn't get blessed unless you gave money i'm like okay nah i'm gonna turn you off sorry and it's like pastor kenny said today this stuff is to be shared things are to be shared money clothing whatever i mean hey you need something i have it i'm not using that here take it well, i think we've both done that with stuff i mean you know i make those fishing baits and i made a guy asked me to make one for him the other day he says how much you want i said no just take it try them out use them if you like them i'll make more you can buy those but try them yeah. out And then it's like the our neighbor. I I actually like helping our neighbor Bill. He had a problem with his lawnmower. Wanted me to put a new belt on the the deck. Well, it didn't need a new belt. It just needed to put back on a pulley. I did it in well less than a minute. Yeah. And then he needed a new battery, and I replaced the battery. I mean, I spent five minutes on this, and he insisted on giving me twenty dollars. I I said no. He kept he put it in my hand. So I just take that much. When he's done that to me a couple times, I ended up taking the, the cash and just putting in the offering. Yeah. I figured I was helping him out. I felt blessed just by helping him out and making sure he could mow his grass. He wanted to bless me with that $20. I'd rather bless the, our church and let them help the community. Ooh, excuse me. Hot poncho coming up. So what do you got for Shed Talk? It's probably not a very long episode, but... No, I, I'm sorry. I could... Uh, this week... This week knocked me down. It was a very weak... A weak week. <laughs> W-E-A-K. W-E-E-K. Um, at, while I was at church, I often, during praise and worship, go off into prayer. And today he showed me a vision. And in the vision, I was standing in the middle of a road that had the dotted lines. I was standing on top of the dotted lines and I could see all the way down the road. And you know how everything in front of you is wide. And as you look further down, it just gets a little more narrow. The message he gave me, stay on the path. The distance seems far, but victory is visible. I see your desire for peace and your desire for growth. I hear you. I see you. Keep the faith. I am the giver of faith. Draw near to me. Sit with me. Be still and know I am God. I wanted to share that because, I don't know, it kind of blessed me and I think it may bless someone that's listening. So. It goes along with what I, he told me, peace. Yeah. And he's been on me about to be still and know that I'm God. A lot of times when I'm in prayer, I think we all sometimes do a lot of talking and not a lot of listening. It was funny because with this new job I'm going to, I walked in, everything is quiet. It's so quiet that usually silence annoys me. And I, I got to pray and it's like, Lord, I thank you for this new job. I really think I'm going to enjoy doing this and... I already like the environment. The people are so, they're great. And 
it's like, what am I going to do with all this silence? Because to me, silence is loud. Have an ADD, you need background noise. You need the TV playing, you music playing. And I can't read a book without noise. And he just said, now you'll be able to hear me. Because everything is so loud and so fast-paced at the post office. And everybody's complaining and grumbling. And you can't even hear yourself think there. If he wanted to talk to me there, I would not be able to hear him. So, I really think this move's going to draw me even closer. He's sending you there for a reason. I already know what the reason is, and I'm excited. <sighs> okay, we'll go ahead and end out in prayer. Lord, I come before you right now, and I just... I lift up anyone that might be that 99 and listening... Maybe they don't feel like they're worthy to even have someone look for them. But show them your grace. Show them your love. Show them your power. And they are worth it. They're worth someone seeking them, looking for them right where they are and bringing them back. Please be with us throughout the week. Guide us in, with good health, strength, and mercy. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, we'll see you next week. See you.